Welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. All right, so the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces, back-to-back champions. Asia Wilson won MVP for her um, for her play during the whole WNBA playoffs. She deserved it. She had an excellent playoff run. And I saw something where LeBron James said she might have a signature shoe coming out soon. So, man, that's pretty cool. I might, might look for that to see what those look like. But, uh, yeah, Las Vegas Aces. We thought they'd win, and they won. Well, they won game four, so they won that series three to one. The Liberty only won one game. Yeah, um, and this didn't really surprise me. It was a 70 to 69 win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Liberty were at home and the Aces were on the road and the Aces struggled on the road in uh, game three. And I think they struggled too in game four because it was a really close game. But, um, you know, everyone expected that the Aces would win the WNBA championship because because of how good they were playing. They were playing like um, they should be playing. They were playing like... Uh, champions. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they were playing like champions. And I think that the Aces right now... Um, I think Asia Wilson did deserve the WNBA championship MVP because of how good she played. Um, she's played really, really good throughout the whole WNBA season and yep. the playoffs. So, um, I agree that she does, she did deserve MVP. Yeah, that last game was a really close game. The Liberty actually had a chance to win that game at the end, but they missed the last shot, which gave the Aces the win. And um, back-to-back WNBA championships. So they're the first WNBA team to win back-to-back championships. Just a little bit of uh, historical new facts there for you. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Watch the that game unfold. So it's good. Uh, we'll see what happens next season. And see what kind of moves happen in the off season. I think Brianna Stewart's contract is up this year for the Liberty, so they're gonna have to figure out what they want to do. I think they got a few players that are gonna be free agents. To figure out what they want to do to bring some of those players back or replace them. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll, let me check. And then. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, some Major League Baseball news. <laughs> the Astros have now won three games in a row. Okay. They were down last night, four to two, and they ended up winning that game five to four. So they have. A f- I told you that series would probably be good because they're they're rivals. Even though the Rangers were hot, they're. They're uh, division rivals, so, you know, you they've played each other several times during the season. They know each other very well. They know each other's strengths and weaknesses. So, 
This doesn't surprise me that this is a really tight series. We'll see what happens in the next game if Houston can make it a four-game winning streak. Because <laughs> um, remember, Texas won the first two, and then all of a sudden Houston's won three in a row. So we'll see how that series unfolds going forward. And then the Diamondbacks and Phillies are tied at 2-2, which that also said would be a pretty... Going forward, most of these series are probably going to be pretty good. They're going to go back and forth, is my guess. I uh, both all, all four teams were hot coming into the playoffs. All four teams have remained hot throughout the playoffs. So this is what I expected uh, fit from the Phillies and the Diamondbacks and from the Astros and the Rangers. I, I expected all this. I expected the excitement. I expected the tight games. I expected the you know back and forths. Um, I couldn't tell you who's going to make it to the World Series right now because both series are, are so close. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, but for me, the, who's going to make it to the World Series is the Astros. The Astros have been looking really good. They've won mm -hmm. three straight games in a row over the Texas Rangers when they had a 2 nothing lead. Yeah, they can close it out with the next one if they can eck out a win. Yeah. Um, for the National League, I've, right now, this, I have no idea right now. I can't, I can't tell you because um, this is just a really tight race because um, the series is tied 2-2. Two to two. These are both really good teams, and um, I, I just have no idea who is going to win that series, but I have the Astros win the World Series. I'm pretty sure the Astros won the World Series last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have no idea who's going to make the World Series from the National League, but uh, uh, the American League is going to be the Astros. Think so? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> It is a possibility, um, for sure. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, just to note, it was the Astros and Phillies in the World Series last year, so we could see a rematch um, yep. of that. Yeah. It could, could very well happen. Yeah, the Phillies just win the next two games. Hold off the Diamondbacks. They, it could be a rematch of the World Series. Nope. Yes, sir. That is absolutely possible. Um, NBA is about to start up. They are really close. I think they start either this week or next week. Let's look. It's next week, I think. I think. So we got a we got another. Another sport starting here. It's the fall. The fall's always busy with sports, man. Basketball, football, hockey. It's uh stays busy. A little bit of soccer mixed in there. Stays busy, stays busy. Um I uh I'm ready for the NBA season. Twenty fourth. It's this week, Tuesday. NBA opens up Tuesday. With the Lakers and Nuggets at 6.30 on TNT. 
and the Suns and the Warriors at 9 o'clock Tuesday on TNT. Two opening games. Yep. Um, it's going to be a rematch of the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers-Nuggets. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe that the Nuggets will raise the banners right before that game. Yep. So how awesome would that be if the Lakers ruined their banner-hanging night by blowing them out of their own stadium? Oof, that'd be... That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. great. Wow. So, yeah, just NBA starting up soon. Ready to, to watch some of those games, see some of that action. I'm ready to see the Lakers play. Uh, I'm ready to see how that that trade works out in Phoenix with uh, Bradley Bill going over there and DeAndre Ayton leaving town. Um, there, there's some pretty interesting... Uh, scenarios and things i'd like to see uh heading into this season out of the nba so i'd like to see how the lakers moves affect them is it going to make them at least competitive against a team like the nuggets or not i don't think so but i'm not sure you know you're never sure yeah um, we'll see what happens yeah i agree you know i checked the injury report on that game um earlier and I saw that Michael Porter Jr. is questionable mm-hmm. uh, Christian Braun is questionable and for the Lakers Gabe Vincent and Jalen Hood Shafino are questionable yeah so yeah we'll um, see yeah Nuggets kind of missing some key pieces to that team but yep especially Michael Porter Jr. yeah he's, he's definitely a key piece yeah he was starter as as small forward so we'll see what happens in that game on Tuesday. Yep. Let's uh, look at a little bit of the NHL. Uh, I've caught a few games here and there. The uh, LA Kings look really good. They are two and one right now. The Vegas Knights look good again. They're five and zero oh currently. Colorado Avalanche are four and zero. Oh. And that's about it. Everybody else is kind of all together there. Tampa Bay's, nope. Uh, yeah, they got a couple of three and one teams. Uh, Ottawa, Detroit, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they struggled for a few years now, so they're finally getting back on on track. Yep, just like the Detroit Lions. You know, Detroit hmm. fans have something to cheer about now. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Flyers are three and one. Carolina Hurricane are three and two. So yeah, hockey is in full swing now. They're rocking out there. Dallas is two and zero. Oh, so we'll take in some more of those games as they come. The last thing I'd like to talk about is a little bit of NCAA football. There are some pretty interesting matchups this weekend that. I am interested in watching. The number one matchup that I am interested in watching is Penn State, Ohio State. That game is extremely significant because all three of these teams right now are in the top ten. And all three teams are in the mix to make the playoff currently in week eight. Right? Yep. So this game is going to have playoff implications. It's going to have division implications. So we'll see how that plays out. 
I still think that Ohio State has a physicality problem. I think that their offensive line is still suspect. And so I, even though this game is in Columbus, I think this is an opportunity for the, the first time since 2016. I think this is an opportunity for Penn State to steal a win in Columbus and beat Ohio State and go into that Michigan game next month undefeated to play Michigan. They play Michigan this week. Michigan today. Michigan plays Michigan State tonight, and then they're off next weekend. And then the weekend after that, Michigan State and Michigan play. So this is a uh, this is definitely an opportunity for Penn State to prove that they are a major player. And they've taken that step forward and beat Ohio State. We'll see what happens. They haven't beat them since 2016. They've come close once or twice, but Ohio State usually pulls it out. So we'll see how that goes. Another game that I am excited to watch tonight is Duke and Florida State. I'm interested in watching that one. I think that's going to be a really good game. I think that Florida State is going to be really tested by Duke in this game. And I, I think that it's going to be a really exciting game to watch. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Probably not a high-scoring one. We'll see, we'll see how that one pans out. But this also has implications as far as the ACC goes. And if Duke loses tonight, then their playoff hopes are definitely dashed because they won't play in the ACC championship game. The last game I'm excited to watch is Utah-USC for a top 10 match, for a top 20 matchup. Utah 14, USC 18. Now, USC has lost to Utah twice in a row last year. And so my... I know Utah is missing their quarterback, and he's not playing tonight either. But I feel like the Utah defense could do to USC what Notre Dame defense did and hold them. And Utah could, because they did last year. And Utah could give USC their second loss in the season, which would el eliminate them from any playoff contention or a Pac-12 championship run. Yeah, um, that is true. Right now, USC is number 18 after their loss to Notre Dame. So, like, what they did against uh, Florida in week one, you know, they didn't have that good of an offense, but their defense just stopped Florida, and that's how they won the game. Mm -hmm. I think that they they have to do that uh, today to beat USC. If yeah, I agree. Just, just like... Uh, Notre Dame did to them last week when Notre Dame uh, held them to 20 points and held Caleb Williams to three interceptions in just the first half. Mm. And only one touchdown pass, which is not normal for him as a projected number one pick. Um, so Utah has to stop USC and then they need to move the ball downfield get some momentum going, and then 
that's how they can win the game. That's that's USC's weakness. It's uh, USC's weakness mm-hmm. is if a team has good defense, then USC um doesn't have a good offense, and USC does not have a good defense. So then they're not. So they're probably not going to win that game. So that's what U- Utah needs to do. They need to um, stop USC's offense, and then they can move. And then they need to move the ball down the field, because Utah knows that USC doesn't have a good defense. Utah knows that they don't. So Utah can uh, can just move the ball down the field, and uh, they can win the game right by that by just doing that. Yep. So, of course, the last game that I'm excited to watch is tonight. The rivalry matchup between Michigan and Michigan State. Obviously, Michigan is heavily favored in this game by 24 and a half. As long as they show up and do what they're supposed to, they should win this game. I know there's probably some mixture with all the new stories, which we'll get to in just a minute, that came out about Michigan with the new investigation. There's going to be probably some extra juice in this game between Michigan and Michigan State, so it could actually turn out to be a little closer than most think. We'll see. But I'm really excited to watch that game tonight. Let's see my Wolverines play tough. So last thing is let's talk a little bit about the news that broke yesterday, right? So... The NCA is now opening a second investigation up into Michigan, a separate one, for for supposedly stealing opposing team signs. And so for a little context, it's not illegal to figure out other teams' signs as they're sitting them in the game, right? However, I guess back in 1994, the NCA made a rule where you can't go to a future opponent's game in person to watch the game, which seems ridiculous to me, but whatever. And so what they're saying is that Michigan had a low-level staffer who was an analyst attend other their future opponents' teams going back to 2021, which I'll, I'll, I'll get back to the inconsistencies in all this in just a moment, but going to the games, recording, writing notes, figuring out their signs, and then passing along to Michigan and the Michigan games. So, before I get into this particular investigation, let's talk a little bit about what I think is going on here. This is what I think is going on. Jim Harbaugh pissed off the NCAA because he advocates for the student-athletes, right? He's always, from day one, advocated that the students be able to share in the revenue sharing of the conferences, of the money that the NCAA takes in. He said it time and time again, you guys are making billions of dollars off these student-athletes and not sharing any of it with them. That should be illegal and against the law. And the NCAA didn't like that very much because he's basically saying that they're they're treating these kids wrong and not not taking care of them the way they should be, that they really don't care about the student-athlete, even though they say they do every day, right? 
He's basically calling them out. The NCAA didn't like that. So that that was what opened the first investigation, right? There was their response to him for calling them out. They're like, well, we're going to get you for something. You know, you want to run your mouth about us. And so then you had the cheeseburger incident and the kid doing left glyphs on a Zoom call during the COVID season, right? So now, to me, this is just piling on Jim because now the NCAA is flexing their muscle going, huh, we'll just open up a bunch of nothing investigations to dirty up your name and force you out of college sports if we can't make you, if we can't, you know, get any find any evidence to prove that you're doing anything wrong. We're just going to make all these fake news stories and leak all this information to the media and force you to leave on your own accord just because you don't want to deal with our BS anymore. So that's what I feel like this is. Of course, I'm a Michigan fan, so my view is skewed. But at the same time, like you have to admit, these are silly allegations. Both case, both investigations are silly investigations. It's like they're they're digging to find. They're digging and they're going to keep digging until they find something they can get him on, just so they can say, "I told you we'd catch you doing something wrong. You stepped out of the building and went left instead of right, and that's the wrong thing to do." Like that's that's what it feels like right now. They're, they're just going to follow him around until they catch him making the wrong step. So, let's get back to the sign stealing thing, right? So that story leaked into the media. Nobody knows how, which is also silly. We know how it leaked. Hey, Ryan Day, stop crying. I know it was you. Everybody knows it was you that submitted that complaint to the NCAA because Jim Harbaugh has beat you to a pulp. For two years straight, he has manhandled your weak, sorry, suck-eyes team, and you can't take it. So you wanted to try to get him in trouble. you got to be kidding me. Really? So, here's the next article that came out a couple of days later after the sign-stealing article came out, right? And it says, this is from the investigator, that initially broke the story. For context, I originally broke the investigation into Michigan about 12 hours before the media confirmation. I have some additional developments I've heard from my sources. Allegedly, the NCA initially heard the rumors, considering considered them unsubstantiated, considered them unsubstantiated, and did not plan to investigate them in any substantial depth, which means they weren't even going to investigate Michigan over this silly science stealing thing because they knew it was silly and they knew it was baseless it goes on to say however the ncaa's knowledge was inadvertently leaked or released to a big Ten team which forced the ncaa's hand and made them start the investigation because they felt they needed to get ahead of ahead of it and not appear to be covering anything up this led the ncaa to informing both the big ten and the affected teams these teams then calls the media to pick up the story. The story blowing up the way that it has apparently caught has caught the NCA off guard and could result in them walking the allegations back. So wow. Interesting. I wonder what Big Ten team did that. 
I see you, Ryan Day. I see you, bro. I got you. You suck, and you can't admit you suck. My point of view of this is that this is just something that the NCAA is just trying to get Michigan out of the top four. They're just trying to get them out of the college football playoff. They're trying to. Oh, Ohio State is 100%. I... Yeah, they're just trying to get Jim Harbaugh to go back to the NFL. So then Ohio State can beat Michigan up. Ohio State can't beat Jim anymore, so they got to figure out how to get rid of him. This is them trying to find ways to get rid of him. Oh, you guys can't win anymore, so now your butt hurt? I'm sorry. Suck eyes. How about you try being a better football team? How about you man up? Beat them on the field. You gotta be kidding me. This is all nonsense. It's it's nonsense. It's been nonsense from the beginning. It's yeah. gonna continue to be nonsense. Everything I've seen from both investigations thus far has been baseless and ridiculous. The NCA hasn't provided any proof for either investigation. And it's like, what are we doing here? What are we really doing here? Other than trying to dirty up Michigan's name. Other than trying to dirty up Jim Harbaugh's name. And for what? You want to kick him out of college football? Jim Harbaugh is good for college football. Look at the revenue that he brings in. Just because the media outlets talk about him constantly. The Big Ten should be fighting this right now. Look at the revenue he brings into the Big Ten. Yeah, he's me. All because everybody talks about him in Michigan. Like the Big Ten is rolling in the dollars right now because they have Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all bringing in money. I don't understand, one, why the university isn't protecting Jim right now, and two, why the Big Ten isn't. Because he's a moneymaker for them. What are you doing, Big Ten? What are you doing, Michigan? Y'all just going to let that moneymaker walk out the door over some BS? I don't know, Quentin, but I'm just, until they give me some proof of what they say he's doing, I just don't think that there's anything to either one of these stories right now or these investigations. If the NCAA had evidence for either one, they would have already presented it. Michigan would have already been penalized for the first one. And they would have already they when they released this story they would have released everything within the story. But there is no evidence. They have no evidence that any staffer or anybody affiliated with Michigan went to other teams' future opponents' games and did any kind of sign stealing. It's all just conjecture. Coaches whining, actually one coach whining, and it's just it's silly and it's nonsense and it's just it's this is this is what happens. When you dominate your opponents, they get mad. They can't beat you on the field, so they try to beat you other ways, right? This is what they're doing. They're trying to dirty up Michigan's legacy. They're trying to dirty up their name. They're trying to dirty up their coaches, knowing full well that they didn't do anything wrong. And let's talk about Mr. Ryan Day right now. Justin Fields admitted when he got drafted by the Bears in a podcast that the Ohio State boosters offered him over $400,000 
to transfer from Georgia to Ohio State in a Mercedes-Benz. And this is all before NIL. And the NCAA acted like they didn't hear that podcast or hear him say that. Blind eye. What? Something happened at Ohio State? I don't I didn't hear that. Oh, but some cheeseburgers got bought for recruits at Michigan. What? Let's investigate that right now. We got to stop that. They should not be buying recruits cheeseburgers. That's against the rules. That's, that's where we're at right now in college football, in college sports. That's where we're at. Come on, man. I'm sorry, Quentin. Go ahead. You, what, what do you think about this? This is all just for the NCAA to get Jim Harbaugh out of college football, move him back to the NFL. <clears throat> like I said earlier, the NCAA just, um, they're just being ridiculous right now. Like you said, um, Stu Fields admitted that Ohio State paid him 400 k and Mercedes-Benz just to transfer there. Really? Mm-hmm. This is just... This just, is wild. Justin yeah. Fields was on... Pardon my take. And his quote was, I was going to stay at Georgia, but Ohio State boosters were offering me bags of cash to transfer. I'm talking 300, 400 grand in cash, plus a Benz. And this was all before NIL. So back then, Ohio State would pay more than any SEC school with Ryan Day. Ryan Day was a boss offering me that much money. Ryan Day was a boss offering me that much money and other players that much money to transfer before NIL. Quote, Justin Fields. So... NCAA is going to investigate Michigan for no reason, but not investigate Ohio State for reasons they... Yes, sir. It's just nonsense right now. Okay. First off was the cheeseburger incident. Now, sign stealing? Sign stealing? Everybody steals signs, man. Everybody looks at the other sideline. Seize the signs and try to figure them out. Yeah, you're going to blame Michigan, not that, any other team that's going to do that? That was another inconsistency in that story because the same guy they said who was going to the games to steal the signs was also pictured on the Michigan sideline during the games. So how are you in two places at once? On the Michigan sideline, giving them the signs that are coming into the game at a Michigan game, when your opponent is playing at the same time somewhere else, but you're supposedly at their game, right? How are you in two? How is one man in two places at once? Can't be, can you? No, there's no possible way to do that. <clears throat> I'm telling you, this is all silly and nonsense. It's a shame. Yeah, the NCAA is just doing ridiculous things. <clears throat> just because. Ohio State doesn't want Jim Harbaugh to be here anymore because... Because he's kicking their butt. Yeah, they're they're tired of losing. They're tired of losing. So, uh, they... 
they're tired of losing, so they want Jim Harbaugh out of here. I mean, really? Right now, it's just being flat out ridiculous. I mean, I mean, you keep losing to Michigan, so you just gotta be a better football team. If you wanna beat Michigan, you gotta be a better football team, Ohio State. That's that is why Michigan beats you. That's why Michigan beat you because they established a better football team. You know what else is funny? Urban Meyer also admitted that he had a coach dedicated. All he did was watch Michigan all year long when he was the coach there. He watched their plays. He watched their games. Isn't that the same thing? That That is the same thing. This is all why he was the Ohio State coach. So he basically admitted to doing what they're saying Michigan was doing. I just, I don't. When they asked the pit coach about it yesterday, he was like, so what? Everybody does it. It's it's common. Everybody knows it happens. Like, so I just don't understand why this is such a, I don't know. It's just I don't complete know. nonsense. It is. is doing. It is. All right. That is all for the show for today. We thank you for listening. We hope you guys continue to listen. Don't forget about our YouTube page. Um, And please, please subscribe and click like. We hope you guys continue to listen to our podcast. Have a good night.